Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hey there. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron. I'm the co-host, and Dr. Banning is sitting right across from me at the studios here at White House Chiropractic. Dr. Banning, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Good. Doing good. You look good. The day's over. Yep. Um, we're recording a little early this week. Yeah. Yeah, we're going on a retreat this weekend, so yeah, it's good to re- record here. So, Well, when we left the listeners last week, we, we had just talked about the super scientific discovery that can make you look better, feel better, live longer, and enjoy life more. Don't forget, if you're wanting to have kids. That's right. Yes. And um, a couple other things, too. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, sleep is just so good. Now I'm asking all my patients about their sleep. And I'm, it's not, it's, the answers that I'm getting are poor sleep for just about everybody. Yeah. And I've got several patients that are working seven days a week, 12 hours. I mean, um, you know, so I know those people are going to have tense spines. Uh, they're going to have a hard time losing weight. They're going to be very apt to develop uh, an infection. And guess what? Uh, when the flu season comes along, guess who's going to get it? Yeah. Those folks are going right. to more than likely get it. And so, you know, I'm gonna, that's that's another one of the basic foundations of health that we're going to talk about with all our patients is getting sleep. So um, a good question you can ask yourself if you want to learn a little bit is um, ask yourself – what is keeping me from getting a good night's sleep? That's a good question to ask yourself. It is. Yeah. And so, you know, if you don't know, find out. You know, come over here. We'll, we'll talk to you about it. Um, but uh, What are know, some common answers to that? Well, um, we're going to get to that today. Oh, but good. Okay. One of the things is if you're not sticking to a good sleep schedule, um, there are some people that are daytime people or morning people. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those. I think there's a lot of people that are morning people. There are other people that are night owls. Right. Um, just understand what type of person you are. If you're a night owl, what happens is your body tunes in. It has two things we call uh, that, that control the way you sleep or create sleep pressure. One is the circadian rhythm. Now, if you can learn to control the, the orbit of the earth... <laughs> in the sun i mean do it do it but just tell me how you're going to do it so i, I know how to i think superman that. did that in yeah. one of the movies right so the circadian rhythm is your body's clock it has an internal clock they've actually found out that people have um periods where they are awake more than when they're sleepy and it, it ties in with the circadian rhythm and so there's nothing you can do about that but there's another thing that you can do and there's this thing called adenosine. And adenosine is a chemical that accumulates while you're awake. And it's, the, the longer you're awake, the more sleep pressure you get from adenosine. Okay, so um, I don't know where we're going with this, but uh, you know, as you're up for a long period of time, uh, you should be getting sleepy and tired and, and want to go into a slumber if you've been up for about 16 hours. So ad- adenosine? A-D-E-N-O-S-I-N-E. Adenosine. Yeah. And so is that is it like melatonin? I mean, does it make you... Basically, melatonin is a signal that 
starts when it gets dark at night. Really? Yeah. Light will shut off melatonin. That's why we're going to talk about blue blockers Okay. later on as one of the tips. But um, So melatonin is not to keep you to sleep. It's to send your brain a signal, hey, it's time to sleep. Okay. And it, make, it, it does help with... It doesn't help you stay asleep, but it helps you get to sleep. Go to sleep. sleep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So anyhow. but uh, So yeah, stick to a good sleep schedule. If you're a morning person, get up in the morning. Okay? Even on your off days. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, you want to go to bed. You want to get about eight hours of sleep. So, you know, for me, I go to bed about 930 and I get up at about six o'clock. So I figure I'm getting to sleep, finally getting to sleep at 10 Mm -hmm. and I get up at about six. Now I could use a little bit more sleep, but um, that's what works for me. Okay. And so uh, anyhow, and then my energy is fantastic in the morning. Yes. Great. I mean, I can just do a lot of things in the morning and I've got got good energy right now but uh in three or four hours I'm going to turn into a pumpkin yep me too yeah I'm a morning person and my schedule is really close to yours I usually go to bed about nine o'clock and Uh um, am asleep well before 10 normally yeah for those of you that are night owls there's not a lot you can do about it um what would be best is if you could adjust your work schedule according to your circadian rhythm um, you can't really switch your circadian rhythm. It's just your clock and how it ties in with uh, the rotation of the earth and the sun and all that good stuff and the light. Now, does that change over time? Um, I don't know. I don't. And the reason I ask is when we were dating, my wife and I have been married over 30 years, but when we were dating, she was a night owl. And uh-huh. I, was a, I was kind of forced into a morning person. I worked in radio and I was a morning radio guy. But I always felt like I was a morning person. Yeah. But now, here we are, 30-plus years later, she's definitely a morning person. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Okay. Um, I do know this. Uh, if I stay up late over the weekend, the next morning, like Monday, I'm just not ready. I'm not prepared to work. I'm, I'm, I'm just out of it, you know. And so, so preparation is the key. So schedule your sleep uh, so then you can really have a good day. Um what are some other things? So the sleeping pattern is important and being regular with your sleeping. Um, you know, and, and you can even take a nap. You know, you can take a 30 or 40 minute nap during the day and that's going to help you with retention, short term memory. It's also going to help you cement a lot of things that you learn. We, we talked about the hippocampus last week. That's a short term uh, storage area. You know, I've, memory. I've, I've been telling my boss that I need to have a nap every day. There you go. Yeah, but he's not buying it. I'll write you an excuse. <laughs> you can just talk to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that'll work. Um, Tell him next time you see him that, that you're recommending I have a half-hour nap daily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll he'll uh, listen to that. Um, okay, so another thing that you can do is exercise. If you exercise, just make sure you don't exercise – um, you know, three hours before you go to sleep. Yeah, at least you'll, you'll yeah. be up. Yeah, um, because exercise builds up all the stuff. All the oh, it gets your blood pressure up. It gets everything up. Yeah. Your sympathetic nervous system is stoked and ready to go. And here you are getting ready to sleep yeah. and turn on your parasympathetic. I think I've mentioned this before, but I read a book by. It may be the same fellow you were talking about last week. They, they call him Doctor Sleep because mm-hmm. that's his specialty. And he says it drives him insane to see 24-hour gyms because yeah. 
there's a certain, and he doesn't work out past like 10 a.m. <laughs> you know, he gets all his knocked out in the mornings. Yeah, I'll usually, my occasionally I'll work out at three, but I've stopped working out later on. I used to think I was getting stuff done by doing that, but it, it serves me no purpose because I don't sleep. And then the next morning, I don't feel as good. I don't have the energy. And so I just, I just work out in the a, in a morning usually. Yeah. One of these days, I'm going to get back on the uh, morning exercises. Uh huh. I promise. Okay. So the third thing we can do is avoid caffeine and nicotine, coffees and colas and teas, and unfortunately, chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> count um, chocolate? Yeah, count chocolate. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, those are all stimulants. And uh, Now, is it chocolate? Is, is the sugar and the caffeine in, inside that yeah. got, it's got to be? Yeah. But, and so caffeine has a half-life. And what we call a half-life is how long does it take to get to clear out half of the caffeine? Okay. And it's usually about four hours. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, the way caffeine works is when you're trying to stay awake, adenosine, uh, that chemical in the brain that keeps you awake, it's just like another, it's like a clock that creates sleep pressure. The longer you are awake, the more adenosine there is, the more you just get tired. So, when you drink caffeine... It covers up the adenine receptors. Okay. Okay. So right. I, I, I do this a lot when we're getting ready to take a trip up to Indiana and we leave after we work like at six thirty. well, usually about seven o'clock, eight o'clock. I'm up till maybe two o'clock. Ooh. So I'm ready to go to sleep when we're driving at nine. Yeah. So what I have to do is, you know, the adenosine levels are up and what I do is I drink caffeine. And what that does is that covers up the adenosine receptors. All right. And sometimes I'll have two cups of coffee just because I enjoy drinking coffee. Oh, I do too. All right. So then what happens is it takes your body about four hours to clear that uh, that caffeine out of your system. Yeah. And then once it clears it, that adenosine just hammers those receptors and you crash. Oh, is that, it? Ever, is that it? That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. So have you, I, I'm sure most people have experienced when they stay up late and they drink coffee and then maybe four or five hours later um they just crash yeah. and that's that's what happens yeah so i i shouldn't say that when i'm driving but you, you, you literally you just you can't stay awake anymore yeah and I, I i think a lot of people have driven past that point before uh-huh. and it's a scary place to be yeah. it's it's really well the interesting thing too is with your circadian rhythm it's if your circadian rhythm is to be awake it kind of goes up and down but usually around six o'clock is where a lot of people will hit hit their most their greatest level of awakeness, and it usually corresponds with the sunrise. Yeah, and then sometimes um, their circadian rhythm can actually, you know, people that work night shift, mm-hmm. if they make it through the night, and that circadian rhythm hits at six in the morning, they're wide awake. Oh boy, yeah. Uh. A lot of night shift people will understand this. Yeah. But then, you know, after, you know, several hours, you'll, you'll, you'll fall asleep. But that circadian rhythm is just a, a clock that we all have that will, you know, our, our, our awake state will, will come up when that circadian rhythm comes up around six o'clock or around sunrise. So, well, I, you know, maybe we'll have a certain tips for, for night workers, uh, as we wrap up today. But uh, what's next? I know that... Oh, nicotine. Nicotine is another one that's oh a stimulant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 
try not to smoke late in the evenings um alcoholic drinks um i've done this before you know when when you're under stress and you're trying to sleep and it's night and you have memories about the nighttime that weren't very good you know i've i've tried red wine before and yeah. it helps but it does not improve the quality of your sleep okay at, at least that was my experience and according to this guy here um he says that alcohol robs you of the rapid eye movement sleep or the deep sleep really which agrees with me with my experience yeah yeah and by the way this guy's name is dr matthew walker he's a professor of neuroscience and psychology at university of california berkeley and the director of sleep and neuroimaging lab and he was a former professor of psychiatry at harvard university so he's definitely got the chops. wow yeah been on 60 minutes um bbc news npr science friday um, and this book, Why We Sleep, is just incredible. So um, lots of neat things to learn here for me. Okay. For me, this is new information for me, a lot of it. So I'm gladly using it. Um, avoid, avoid large meals and beverages late at night. Um, I, I get that. The frustrating thing for me is I work late. So right now it's, what, 6 o'clock or so? I won't get home till about 7, and I go to bed at 9.30 or 10. And so I'm going to be probably eating. And sometimes if there's not anything at home, yeah, I might eat something that's not good for me. Uh-oh. Yeah, same like, here. Like uh, maybe some popcorn because my son will be popping popcorn and be like, Dad, you want some popcorn? Well, yeah, sure, man. I haven't had anything at all in the <laughs> afternoon. And, uh, you know, so I'm just kind of a victim of what's there. So a lot of times what I need to do is just go to Kroger's and get me a nice steak, you know. Yeah. And cook it and – uh eat that and maybe have some i don't know some broccoli or something or you know that's when a george foreman grill comes in handy yeah well i got a pan we got an oven too yeah yeah so do <laughs> you have an oven i do okay yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so and now i'm thinking about steak <laughs> yeah me too so yeah avoid large meals and beverages late at night um you know a light snack could be okay for some people in fact um if you know, fat can sometimes satisfy your cravings at night. And so if you had like a really good healthy fat like coconut oil or what about maybe some cashews or something? An avocado. Oh, an avocado would be great. Yeah. yeah. Just don't stuff yourself, but that fat will satiate. It will satisfy a lot of your cravings that you may have. And uh, fat's really good for the brain. So, that you know, that could be something that you could try on an individual basis. Um, I know when I go to bed hungry, it ain't. takes me longer to fall asleep, and I don't sleep as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, you just kind of judge, make your own judgment on that and just get to know yourself and pay attention. Um, drinking too many fluids at night, obviously that can create a problem. Sure. You're getting up to pee. Right. You know, there's nothing worse than sitting there. Okay. I got to go to the bathroom, but I am so tired right now. And you just try to sleep, and then all of a sudden, I got to get up. So you get up, and you pee, and then, you know, hopefully there's no incidents on your way to the bathroom or on your way back, and then... Stub toes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you just go back to bed. So uh, there are some medications. The sixth tip is there's some medications that can delay or disrupt your sleep. Um, You know, blood pressure medication, asthma medication. I know albuterol will do that. 
it'll it'll yeah. mess up your sleep. Just a, a little side piece of information: when somebody's airways are restricted, they're constricted. I mean, mm-hmm. okay. Remember, we talked about fight or flight, right? What does fight or flight do? It gets you ready to fight, gets you ready to run. So what's that system going to do to your airways? It's going to constrict them or increase them in size? It would increase them. So you can breathe better. Yeah. So you can fight and run. Well, when someone has a restricted airway, they give albuterol and it's a vasodilator. And so it stimulates the fight or flight or the, the sympathetic nervous system. And uh-huh. guess what? You're breathing good, but you ain't sleeping. No, you're, you're wired. not sleeping. I found that out um, with... with uh, with both our kids early, they had really bad asthma. And I'd sit there and put them in a chow- shower, and they'd turn, their lips would turn blue. And, you know, um, wow. we'd take them to the emergency room. We ended up getting a breathing treatment with albuterol, and it's it, 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 it helped. Okay. I'm going to say it helped. It's scary when your kid's lips are turning blue. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine. So, yeah, that was a big help. But, but there are medications that will cause the sympathetic nervous system to become activated, and you aren't going to sleep. You will not sleep. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, um, so just keep that in mind. Um, you know, and talk to your pharmacist or your doctor. Your pharmacist probably be a better resource, and uh, see if there's any drugs that you're taking that could be contributing to your insomnia. Um, and you might be able to take them at different times of the day instead of before night. You know, before your bedtime. Um, the other thing we talk about taking naps. Take naps at lunch, but don't take them after three. Okay. Um, yeah. I've learned know, that one. Yeah. They can help make up for lost sleep if you take them during lunch. Really? I didn't know that. Yes, they can. Okay. They absolutely can, according to this author here. How about that? Um, but late afternoon naps can make it hard to fall asleep at night. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, number eight, relax. That was number seven. Number eight is relax before bed. Don't ever over schedule your day so that, uh, you know, so you want to be unwinding. Yes. All right. A relaxing activity like reading or listening to music. Um, you know, put put a disc on and, and listen to that. Or an album. No, vinyl, that's what I'm saying. Vinyl, yeah, yeah. Vinyl, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I do. But, that's uh, how we end most of our evenings. We will listen to music and read. Don't play ACDC. No, no, I don't no. even have any play of that. Play someone like... Uh, Yanni. Uh, the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> Yes, I do have some Doobie Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Christopher Cross. Yeah. Christopher awesome. Cross is good. I've got, yeah. I've got some of his stuff. Yeah. Um, Al Stewart. Al Stewart. Time Passages. Uh, oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So anyhow, you get the idea. Um, this is one that I don't do, and I don't think I'll – I might do this if I'm just really just trying to experiment, but take a hot bath before bed. Um, hmm. Now, what does that do? The drop in body temperature after you get out of bed can help you sleep. Makes sense because they say colder environments produce better sleep. Yeah, 68 degrees. Yeah, that's yeah. what we set our thermostat at. Uh-huh. Right. Um, so, you know, it could prepare you for sleep. I would I would add to that, put a um, take a sitz bath. Okay. Sitz bath, if you don't know what that is, you can go to Walmart and get some Epsom salts. Mm-hmm pour that in there that's like a natural relaxant um you know try some of that it's not a bad idea yeah um number 10 uh, make sure your bedroom is dark and cool that's important gadget free now a lot of people don't know this but these these frequencies that are 
you know, you can just tell when you're walking through a neighborhood, you ever had your iPad or your iPhone on and you're seeing everybody's, um, not their Bluetooth, but their Wi-Fi addresses. Oh yeah. That means you are getting frequencies and your phone is receiving them. Well, that's affecting your brain as well. Because they're waves. Right. So these frequencies, uh, if you got sitting right next to your bed, your phone or your iPad or a computer, and you got your router and all this other stuff, what you can do, what I do is I put everything on airplane mode. That's a great idea. That shuts it down. Yeah. Um, And, you know, pretty soon we're going to a 5G network, it sounds like. And so we're going to get blasted with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, that's, that's. I don't know anything about a lot of that stuff. I'm very. I know it's right around the corner. And it's yeah. It doesn't sound very good to me, but uh, it it is what it is. We I guess it depends on you know you'll be able to download things much faster and things like that. Yeah, you won't sleep or anything. No, you'll be able to download. <laughs> yeah, but you'll have stuff to do while you're yeah. having insomnia. Yeah, <laughs> you can download movies. Yeah. Um, you know, some people have TVs in their bedroom. And I think that's pretty cool because it is kind of relaxing to watch TV, but the light and the energy right there can affect, uh, you know, your, your brain and can, can affect your ability to, to fall asleep or to stay asleep. But I know people that sleep that way. That sleep day. with the television on? Yeah. Oh, wow. I know several people that do that. Now, see, I don't see how that would work for me. We don't even have it. We have one television in our house, and it's in the living room. That's a good idea. But... Uh, I have never been able to sleep with anything other than a box fan making noise, you know, uh, white noise. Yeah. Um, The other thing is don't put a clock up there. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I mean, don't sit there and stare at the clock every time you're turning over in bed. That's not good. I I used to do that, and I got rid of a clock. But now that I'm scheduled, I, I don't even have to set an alarm clock. I know I can tell exactly when it's 530 to 6 o'clock. Well, that's just, nice. by, just by the amount of light. And so this is another thing that I'm just trying to work my way through. I thought about getting blackout curtains. Yeah. But with blackout curtains, I don't know if the light will come through in the morning. And that's no. what you're doing is you're you're not taking advantage of the circadian rhythm, which is what helps you sleep and stay awake. So I don't think blackout curtains would be really good. Just, mm-hmm. uh, just my opinion. I don't know for sure. I guess it um, depends. Um, we stayed in a bed and breakfast uh, not too long ago when we went hiking. And right outside our window was a street lamp. Yeah. And I would have killed for some blackout curtains. Oh, that night, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, that but where, frustrating. where we live, it's dark. You know, it's it's pretty dark uh, at night. Mm-hmm. But I understand blackout shades and curtains are very important for night shift workers yeah night shift is a whole nother thing that's that's uh they're violating all the rules and swimming upstream and just it's i hate to say it but it's just it's it's tough to get good sleep and be healthy on night shift it really is i think the life expectancy for people on night shift if they had a day shift job might be uh compromised absolutely yeah it would be yeah um okay so uh what else do we have the right amount of sunlight exposure is a good one. I haven't tried this one yet, but daylight is the key to regulating daily sleep patterns. Try to get outside in natural sunlight for at least 30 minutes each day. I don't do that. 
what I need to start doing. We've got a sunroom with a with a glass top and mm-hmm. everything. And yeah. so I could I, I do sit out there sometimes, but that's a great way to get your body in tune to the natural circadian rhythm of the sun and and all that. And that will probably help you. If you're trying to get your schedule set up, get out in the morning and get out in some morning sunlight. Yeah. Uh, do that for about 30 minutes to a half hour. You don't have to be in the middle of the sun during the day, but when the sunrise is coming up, look into that sun, look at it, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyhow, um, they, they're saying here, this guy is saying you should get an hour of ex- exposure to the sun in the morning. Um, and then he also says, turn down the lights before bedtime. So what he's doing is when you're using the light or the darkness, you're actually stimulating processes in your brain that actually help wake you up or that actually put you to sleep. You know, so our brains are very sensitive. There's several structures in our brains that respond. We got the eyes. We also have the suprachiasmic uh, nucleus, which is straight above at the top dead center of your of your skull. And it's just underneath there. I think it's interesting that that's just underneath your your skull because that's where the brain receives a lot of sunlight through, yeah. that, through that skull right there, that, that SCN there. Um, okay. So if you become awake in bed, don't just sit there. Really? Yeah, and that happened to me last night. I got some disturbing news, and I was just like tossing and turning. I was just like, man, I was so frustrated. I was trying to figure it out and solve the problem, and I was just like, Chris, just calm down relax. I can feel my heart rate. It was going up, and I was like, okay, just get up. You're not going to sleep. So I got on the couch, and I watched some old Johnny Carson shows with Don Rickles and Glenn Campbell. Yeah. And, uh... (laughs) I enjoyed that. I had some good laughs. And so I, I basically it happened at about two o'clock. I went to bed a little early too. That didn't help things. I went to bed probably about nine fifteen or nine thirty. And uh you know, and I went back to bed and I got some good sleep. Really? I slept till about six forty five, later than I usually do. So um I've had that issue and I usually just lay there. Yeah. That can create more problems. And, and then on top of that, your joints can get sore, um, you know. And so if you get up and move around a little bit, do some simple task, uh, you know, maybe that might be more beneficial than just laying in bed. So, Okay. Well, is that 10? That is 12. That's 12. That's 12. Would you mind running down and just stating each one one more time? Okay. Starting with number one. Uh, stick to a... Regular sleep schedule. Check. Exercise no later than three hours before you go to bed. Okay. Avoid caffeine and nicotine, coffees, colas, certain teas, chocolate. Hmm. Nicotine is also an offender. Um, Number four, avoid alcoholic drinks. You may start sleeping better, but the alcohol deprives your body of a deep sleep. REM, which is, there's three stages of sleep. They're all critical. They all have um, specific characteristics. So you're going to deprive yourself of the deep, rapid eye movement sleep that is very important. Okay. Um, Avoid large meals and beverages late at night. Um, You know, when we talked about you could get a little fatty meal, like a tablespoon of coconut oil or an avocado, like you said, those would all be pretty good. Fat can 
satisfy and it, and it can actually help uh, soothe and relax your brain. Um, avoid certain medicines that raise your uh, awakeness. That's number six. Number seven, um, don't take naps after three. You can take a nap during lunch. That's good. But after three, that's going to create problems. Um, relax before bed. Don't overschedule your evenings. Um, you need to just work on unwinding and relaxing. Uh, that's number eight. Number nine is take a hot bath. And uh, the hot bath, you might say, well, that's going to make me hotter. Well, when you get out of the bath, that's going to cool you down. And your body is going to, that's going to help your body prepare for sleep. Okay. Uh, and you can take a sits bath. That might be beneficial as well. Um, dark bedroom, cool bedroom, gadget-free bedroom. Put your devices on airplane mode. That's 10. Um, sun exposure. In the morning, daylight is the key to regulating your sleep patterns to the circadian patterns of the earth. Get outside in the natural sunlight for at least 30 minutes each day. What that'll do is that'll help sync you with the circadian rhythm. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, don't lie in bed awake. Get out. Do something that's relaxing. Um, you know, until I usually go for about a half hour to an hour, and then when I'm about ready to get tired again, I'll go to bed. All right. So that's that's it right there. Well, that's been fantastic. And listener, if you have any questions, maybe we didn't uh, cover something that that you you wanted to know about sleep. Uh, just give us a phone call at 615-672-7878, or you can go online at whitehousechiropractic.com and leave us a message there. Uh, Dr. Manny, thank you. Uh, sleep is so important, and, and I'm I'm passionate about it, not because I like sleeping, but I know the health benefits of it. You're invested in it. I Basically, am. Yes. Yes, that's true. But can I say one more thing Absolutely. just really quickly? Sure. Um, one of the biggest causes of insomnia is pain. And chiropractic, I can't tell you how many patients, what percent has got to be 70 to 80% of our patients experience very much improved sleep with chiropractic care. Yeah. yeah. So I remember, you know, I remember after my first treatment with you, I slept like a baby that yeah. night. It that's was a, awesome. A lot of people say that after <laughs> yeah. the first adjustment, man, I slept like a baby. It's like, that's a good sign. Your body's wanting to get better. So yeah. I just want to throw that in there. Fantastic. Thanks, Dr. Banning. And have a, have a good uh, weekend getaway. Yeah. Hope you enjoy it. We'll see everybody or talk to everybody next week. 